0: You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 168. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. You have reached another Local Maximum. I am really excited today to talk about augmented reality, something that... um, you know, I've worked on at work and something that I've thought about for a long time. Uh, this is the kind of the, the heads-up display is the idea the North Star, where wherever we go, we get annotation, maybe we even get visuals and audio of, um, that, that, that are added to what we see around us, whether it's in our cities or on our roads or even in our homes. We're still waiting for the augmented reality future, and I'm going to ask all of you in the audience at the end, what do you think about augmented reality technology? If AR becomes a reality, is it going to be some dystopian mess where no one is living in the real world and our perceptions are tightly controlled by governments and advertisers? Or are you excited about this new medium for art, for design, for experiencing the world around you, whether it's knowing your history or finding places and products you want or knowing where your friends are and uh, what people you have trusted have said about a place where maybe you're walking by for the first time, but where they have been there many times before. I'll tell you right now, if AR becomes a reality, and there are many researchers working to make it happen, the fate of augmented reality and humanity's experience with it is deeply entwined with the fate of the internet itself right now, where we're having a bit of an identity crisis with big tech. So, folks, it's all on the line. So to start out, I really just wanted to nerd out on this tech. tech and um, my good friend tassis who was on the show for Urban Data Science, we talked about, that's his field, we talked about that in episode 71 back in 2019. He recommended that I read this article by Irasima Trevisan called The Possibility of AI in Urban Space... Turned out that Irasema researched both the history of the idea, going back to a 1999 article. People have been talking about this for a long time. I mean, you know, annotating the world around us, that was in, um, what comes to mind, that was in like RoboCop and Terminator in the 80s. Of course, it was only the robots that, uh, that had their heads-up display, but, uh, you know, hey, people should have their heads-up display too. Uh, actually, I think the RoboCop... Was, was human, though. Sorry. I don't remember that. That movie was not as good as, as Terminator, so I don't know my 80s movies that well. But anyway, uh, Irasima also talked about, in addition to the history, she talked about the concept of like the mirror world where we coexist with digital objects. And that was sort of, that was a little creepy, but also interesting to me, kind of like there are ghosts around of objects that people are putting in our environment that you don't know about unless you wear special kind of glasses or you kind of click around with your phone so it's kind of like um, it's kind of like an alternate dimension and you know she also maybe more imp- not importantly or, or, or what we want to talk about she also talked about what researchers and developers are planning for our future in AI. So I- Irosima also has a really interesting background she was born in Brazil and in the In the 2000s, in the O's, she was part of a fairly popular rock band, CSS, hence her Wikipedia page. She did some world tours, and now she works in design and illustration and graphics, and her research on augmented reality is part of her master's program, which uh, she's either in or I I think she just completed. So I'm like, hell yeah, I want to talk to her. So she's living in Paris. We dealt with the time differences, as as I have um, uh, several times before, and talked to people in Europe, and... uh, and we had a conversation about this. All the links will be in the show notes page at localmaxradio.com 168. I'm not going to waste any more time. Now let's go to Paris and get started. Irisema Trevisan, welcome to the Local Maximum. You've reached the Local Maximum. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So uh, very excited to have you on the show. I, uh, I see you have a Wikipedia page. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a Wikipedia page, so I was like, oh, this, this, this person's serious. So <laughs> tell me about your background. Uh, you know, how did you get into uh, augmented reality? And we're going to talk about a whole range of ideas and you know, <laughs> the mirror world in a second. But like, how did you get into all of this? Like, it seems like you're into technology, design, art. But just but Just give us a little background
1: yeah sure so um i usually i say i I tell people that i'm trying to fit as many lives that i as i can inside one life so i have kind of like a, a really eclectic uh a background but the, um so the augmented reality i came to it like um about like six seven years ago completely by chance like a friend of mine sent me sent me uh an article about it and i was working in fashion i've been working in fashion for for quite a long time as uh as a designer and and later as like um a lot in like marketing communication. so like doing videos doing um uh prints doing graphic designs doing doing all those things and i saw this article and i discovered augmented reality and i just i went crazy with it it just it clicked something on me, like the, to have this possibility to animate things in real life. Uh, And I think that what really draw me to augmented reality is kind of like the reality side of it as well. Like the fact that you're not isolating yourself inside a a virtual a virtual world but you're mixing the digital and the real world so that's that's kind of like the thing that clicked on me so i started doing uh i started doing projects for um, still in my field so i like most of my clients they're in, in fashion and beauty and those things so i started doing projects for them uh like animating packaging and doing like face filters for
0: Instagram and stuff, and
1: and Wait, what happens is that
0: is, like is a face filter what I think it is, is, is that like oh. yeah, like Instagram stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, so yeah. Um,
1: and the, like one thing that came to my mind, like really in the in the in the beginning, was this possibility to put AR everywhere. So. Was like one of, one of the first things that I thought was like oh my god that's so amazing like what if we had like running little monsters all around Paris and like <laughs> sculptures and like colorful trees and all those things and I had this like crazy idea like to build all those things and then I decided to go research what was possible what was not because I'm not a like I don't have a technical background so I kind of like decided to put my head down and just like go research all those things and that's where like the the article that that you read came from and that's kind of like where came where most of my research on 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 AR came from
0: right and your article was about uh, urban AR which i i mean I'm not sure what the distinction is between, like, urban AR and non-urban AR, but I, I'm talking, I think, I assume we're talking about places that are, like, in usually public places in the middle of a city or, or a populated area. Um, exactly, sort yeah. Sort of like, you know, the, the use case that, that Foursquare has. or you know, Exactly,
1: like yeah, and I, I bumped into Foursquare a lot in, in my research, so the the idea of of this uh of this paper was to investigate the use of ar in in public spaces exactly so like anything that's that's out in the street and the reason that i got interested in it is that we saw we see a lot of adoption on ar in like things that are quite more controlled like face filters or like Placing an IKEA furniture in your living room and all those things. So it's like you already and,
0: have your picture, and it's like you already kind of know what you want to do with it. There's no, um there's no surprises there really.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I think that like when you go out in the streets, like there's, you're you're in environments that it's completely uncontrollable. Like you can have a car, car passing by, you can have like a person bumping to you, and all those things. So it's it's kind of like it's. I think it's the hardest uh, way to, to, to do AR in a, in a convincing, in a, in a more practical way. So that's, that's the reason that I got interested in that particular, uh, that particular use.
0: So uh, one of the things you wrote is that a lot of the problems with implementing AR, if we want to have an augmented reality future as we walk around our cities, you said like a lot of the problems are not technical, but human. What, what do you mean? by Yeah. That? What I mean by that
1: is that uh, I think that people underestimate how difficult it is for us to 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 have an interface that it's not two D. That's an interface that it's not like uh, like a screen of a phone of a scre- screen of a computer, and so and like those that difficulty is um, come a lot from like. The way that when we interact with a with a with a computer, we're doing it in a really precise way with the inputs that it's really precise and binary, you know, in a way like you click Mm -hmm. or you don't click, or like you have like an exact like uh, coordinate in a in a screen or something like this. And when we're interacting with someone something that it's in in three D, like it it's it's a lot more complicated than people think it is. And the reason that it's complicated, oh. it's it's like it's it's superhuman.
0: It's a lot more space.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not for so... one
0: thing. I mean, just that, just that z coordinate on its own, and that's not the only problem. But I feel like just that z coordinate on its own, it's is tough enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, um, so one thing that I found, and it, it, and it's funny because um, I I, see, I cite I your an interview that you did with uh, Timony West. And she, I think she's, she explains it really, really clearly. And yeah, cause she's like, she's really deep in the, um, in the, in the research and like the people that are really have their hands on this problem, like how to solve our interactions in, in, uh, in a 3d space. So I think like, I don't want to butcher like her explanations. I think that if like you're like people that are really interested in that, I would totally like tell them to, to go listen to her
0: explaining the problem. Yeah. Well, that's that's episode 79, so I'm going to link to it on the show Exactly, yeah, yeah. Of this one. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, um, well, there's so many things we could talk about here. I, I just, I, I want to talk about, there's like a social aspect to it, because I think a lot of the simple ones you're talking about, like the going from Instagram filters and Ikea furniture to the real world, uh, like those initial things don't have a social aspect to it. I mean, I guess the, the Instagram, you're, you're trying to push it to a social network, but it's not like you can, um, you know, change your face and then um, all of a sudden, you know, someone else comes in and messes it up. Uh, but but uh, like, okay, so let's, so you found this article. I, I, I guess let's start with the background. Like you found this article called the Head Map Manifesto. Uh, that was written in 1999, is that
1: correct? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Russell,
1: Ben Russell. Yeah,
0: okay. so this,
1: yeah, this. Um, so, yeah, the first thing that I did for the for this paper was to go a little bit back in in the, the theory of um, computing science and, and futurologists and people that tried to, to to see how this um this augmented city future would be and his his manifesto it's super interesting so it's called mm. headmet manifesto and he has this kind of like schema drawing that it's quite close to the Google Glass actually like mm. some people say that it was um a little almost bit like inspired 14, by
0: it yeah almost fourteen years before Google Glass came out
1: exactly uh, and and what I found Quite amazing is that it's it's quite poetic actually he speaks of this um he speaks of this idea of software taking 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 our world and software changing our world so it's as if architecture was not only for architects anymore but it was also for software designers and he has he has he cites a lot of um a lot of ide- ideas or like situations that we could see, for example, with Foursquare, like the the Foursquare or with like Google Notation and all those things. And the fact that you could go to places and you could see like uh, traces that a friend of yours left there. So he has like, he describes the scene of like going to a restaurant and seeing like a huge skull uh, that's like yeah. floating around and it was like a friend of his that, that Went there and like had food poisoning or something and just like left left a clue for him, and uh-huh. and I I, f- I found it quite interesting. It's um he he talks about this in a in a in a poetic way that I, that that I found quite interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's so it's it's not just social interaction. So like you know, foursquare for example, I could leave a tip, uh, or or something like that but it's also kind of like you know real time interaction in the like in, in the locations of your city and then you know now we're talking about integrating so i, I guess you know foursquare circa what uh 2009 2011 you know you just had that that location aware social aspect now we've been talking for a long time now about um augmented layers on top of that and that has become kind of hard to do but everyone thinks it's coming what Let's um, let's start with like audio augmented reality because that's something that you know, <laughs> something I've worked on, uh, which we kind of put out as uh, you know Marsbot uh, for AirPods recently. Where okay, it's like you don't have to actually take out your phone and and read something. You could actually uh, you know you could actually uh, hear what someone has to say as you walk by the restaurant. Like you, in, in that case, I guess you'd be walking by that place and, and you're. Your friend would say, hey, I got food poisoning here. Um, you could So, uh, What? by the way, if, if you guys want to try MarsBot for AirPods, I, I highly recommend you try it out and tell me how it goes. But uh, you tell me, like, where – I think a lot of people say, hey, uh, visual augmented reality isn't ready yet. So um, people are – we're starting with audio augmented reality. How do, how do you look at it?
1: So I I think it's kind of the a logical way to go because one of the things that I, one of the conclusions that I got into this paper is that visual augmented reality in an unpredictable place as it's in the street, it's still quite hard. So for example, I have the 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 example of uh, Google navigation that they they developed the their um, AR navigation that's that's super interesting and it's like technologically, it's it's super impressive. But you always end up with the problem that you can't have a split attention when you're walking in the streets because you can always like get hit by a car or something like just like bump into a trash can or something like this. So mm. they had like some walk around this and then... Um, If you think, if you start from that principle, if you want to have something that's supposed to be used while you're walking down the street, it makes so much more sense to have something that it's audio only, that's not visual, because uh, for one thing, a lot of the audio inputs, they're already, um, they're already solved. Like we have uh, vocal assistants for, for a long time now, and they they got better and better so like we got to a point that like we can we can talk to alexa we can talk to like google home we can talk up like to all those virtual assistants so they're already trained like the technology is already it's already good and the other thing yeah it's the it's the attention thing because there's the pro one of the problems with ar is the cognitive dissonance that you have like when you're looking at your phone, you're looking at a rendering of something that's superposed to what you're seeing in front of you. So there's this, there are like several problems. Um, it's like
0: maybe sensory overload, like you just have too much, you're looking at too much at once.
1: Yeah, you have you have that and you also have like uh, your vision that's kind of like truncated by the, the screen of your phone, which is hmm. something quite, quite curious. Like if you, for example, uh, the Google Maps navigation, you have the tendency to see what your screen is looking, but if there's something that's coming away from the field of vision of your of your phone, you might not see it. Hmm. So there's like there's a, there's a lot of like cognitive issues with uh, with the visual AR the way that it is today. Like I think that it, all of this can change the way the the day that we have like head mounted uh, devices. Yeah but that's so, so... that's kind of like far off so i think that like yeah the the audio thing it's um it's kind of like the lower hanging fruit right now and and i think that there's a lot of potential because audio can be super immersive and mm. audio is such an important aspect of um taking people somewhere else and like making the experience more immersive so it should it should not be um, understated, I think.
0: Right, there's a lot to do there. I, I kind of wish we can, um, we can work on this more. Uh, at, at Foursquare, for example. But so, but, but we're all waiting for kind of the, um, you know, the, the head-mounted uh, Google Glass type solution. You said that's pretty far off. Like, how far off do you think that is? Uh, do you think it's something that, like, you know, we're going to have trouble seeing in the next five years, or, or do you think, um, you know? I know that there are some hardware attempts coming um but I don't know I've seen some demos and then you know uh, you're like okay this company's coming out with something I think I saw a demo in 2019 and then it's like well they didn't really work out you know so it's just like uh it's like people keep trying
1: I don't know I have I have no idea how much further we we are how much far we are from from those from those becoming a consumer product, I think it's it's kind of hard to give a date because there's a lot of people working on this, and there's even more people now that they were like uh, three years ago. It's almost like everyone is is working on this right now. There was like this week there was quite a few news on the on the subject. There was Niantic that kind of hinted at uh, at hardware. And everything, but I think that before we do, before we have the glasses, I think we're gonna have uh, a lot more geolocated AR. I think that's something that might come before the glasses come, because there's a lot of people working on um, on three D maps, augmented three D maps of of the city. So I think that that might like a plat- like um kind of like um a platform that allows for adding content in the city in using those 3d maps i think that's something that will come a lot earlier than the than the glasses itself
0: is that what you mean when you talk about the mirror world or is that something else
1: it's yeah mirror world it's one way to to talk about it the people that use the word like ar cloud um uh, even metaverse, it's kind of like there's a lot of different denominations, but the the basic principle of it is to build um, a three D map that it's that's annotated uh, of the of the real world, and then to to use that map to to place content and to 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 place information on top of the real world, and that's something that every Big company is working really hard on on it right now. It's kind of like using the real world as a next platform.
0: What sort of like um What sort of information do you foresee? Like, what kind of use cases do you think are uh, would be like really cool with this with these three D maps or? metaverse or mirror world kind of sounds cooler but okay
1: i know but, like, but what, i found i found i find that just the idea of it i find i find quite poetic actually but it's yeah. kind of like in some way it's what google did with uh with its street view and with sure uh, with its maps it's just like taking no, 3d maps the on level. google
0: yeah 3d yeah. maps on like google uh google earth and we've had that for a long time they're pretty cool Um yeah, yeah. i thought i thought that those were just gonna get you know, because ten years ago those were pretty awesome, and I just I thought that um, they were going to get more and more detailed with their, uh, you know, with their two D pictures. But it turns out no, they actually had a lot of the world to uh, cover, and that just that was a, a a lot to take care of. But yeah, what uh, um, what, what, what use case do you foresee? Like, um, or do you think that people are like, what is the like? what would be do you have like an interaction that you uh like a dream interaction uh for these sorts of things like what what kind of information would you get that would be uh particularly where you'd be like yeah this is working uh
1: i think that one thing that i w- really looking forward to see is that we're seeing more and more games becoming social platforms and like for the last years
0: yeah you mentioned niantic so yeah yeah
1: i think that like they are kind of like in this intersection that it's that's really interesting but i've we've i think that we've seen in the last years all those um metaverses like decentraland and all those platforms where you can where you can play and you can socialize and you kind of have the game and the social social media kind of like into one place, and they all have this this idea that you're in a parallel world, so you can like buy land and you can go see people and you can build things and you can share things. And I think that there's something really interesting if we start doing that in the in the real world as well, using the using these platforms, using this structure that's being developed today. So uh, I think that that's that's kind of like that. That's the use case that I'm dreaming of, because one thing that I one of the um, the um, the conclusions that I got in my paper, and I'm sure like a lot of people will not agree with me, is that the use cases that are really going to work are the ones that are a lot more emotional than functional. So I see it working with entertainment. I see working with games, with with uh, social media. A lot more than I see it working with uh, navigation, for example, because I think that there's a lot of the the really practical, functional things that we already solved, and they are so much easier. Like to just like look at a 2D map, something like Google Maps, like it already works, and it's uh, like this kind of use case, use case is something that we want it to be fast and we want it to be effective, and and I think that AR it's so much better if we want to make things, if we want to make people feel things. So I think it yeah. could work with, for example, an art exhibition or, a, or a social, like meeting people or like leaving messages to friends or like leaving tags to friends or something like this, and and yeah. games. So I think that it needs to engage the the user emotionally to a point that like, not just like being functional.
0: It's interesting you mentioned that because the the current project we're working on now at Foursquare Labs is a is a location-based game where you can buy and sell venues. So uh, hey, maybe uh, maybe I'll get you on the test, tester list if you're yeah, if you're I would interested. love to yeah <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, maybe now that you now that you mentioned it, maybe uh, we should include something where you could improve those venues and build things on them. Uh, that uh, that sounds like a a, a neat feature. Um, we, we're still uncertain as to what the overall goal is. It kind of seems like uh, we're, we're trying to fit. We, we need some game developers here because we're like, it all seems kind of pointless. It's like, what do you, what do you want, want out of it? So, well, that's our, that's our main, uh, our main thing to figure out. But yeah, so, I okay. think that, yeah, yeah, the the, yeah
1: fut- no, go ahead. the the future of social media is games. I think, I, I really think that okay. the the next big social media is going to be a game platform.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's good to know. It's good to know. Then it makes me feel better about working on one because we're trying to build a game as like non-game developers. It's like, what are we doing here? But I think <laughs> we're we're uh, I think we're 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 discovering. We're, we're learning a lot. Um, so, okay, we're talk about having these three D models um, of the world. Are these going to be like continually updated? Are they going to be aware of like who's there and is there going to be like a privacy concern like are you know i i would be concerned these days about like privacy and and like i don't know human rights even if we can if all of a sudden in this uh this cloud universe we know where everyone is at all times uh in the in the real world or we might be kind of far from that but i don't know maybe not in like in like london and a few other places
1: yeah i think that yet yeah, this a whole set of issues regarding privacy that will come up. But I think I find it hard to talk about them right now because they're all hypotheses. But mm. I think that like we started seeing some glimpses of those issues. For example, um, so Facebook, they they are working a lot on, on AR right now. They have like, a huge amount of people working on that. And they are launching a smart glass um, they sat in like two years or something like this with um, with uh, Luxottica, that's a glass company, and I think like the first thing that you think is that those glasses they have they have cameras, yeah. and and the whole thing with uh, with those mappings is that it's a, um, a virtual si- circle of people using it, feeding up data that will. Be used to update the map, so the map is always uh, it's always it's constantly updated.
0: And they have facial recognition too.
1: Exactly. So the yeah the whole point of those uh, the whole problem the whole issue with those glasses is that they have a camera on it, so they are filming everything the whole time. And we don't know how that's gonna work with the with privacy legislation. For example, here in Europe, we have like really. Restrictive laws that, like, you have to, you have to tell people when they're being filmed and all those things. Like, how, how do you solve that when you have something in your heads that it's filming all the time? And by the way, that was yeah. the big issue with the with the Google Glass. Like, that was like their biggest big lash was with that. So, I'm not so sure how they're gonna solve this. So they speak about like designing things that would like s- give a clear sign. O- sign for the person that is in front of it that they're being recorded or something like this. But I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to solve this.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, we're getting to the end here, but uh, well, let's talk about, you know, desirability. I think that's related to what we're talking about. Like where, um, what do you think is the urban uh, AR uh, future that is most... I don't know most desirable, most human friendly, uh, and um, you know what kind of you know I, I don't know. Just just uh, tell me your your uh, um, and, and I know it never works out the way you know. <laughs> if it's like I want the world to be like this in five years, uh, this is my this is my you know my 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 dream for augmented reality. It almost never seems to work out that way. But what, rather than trying to predict like what would be what would be like the best what would be the best way that this this technology ends up let's 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 put it that way i think that's a good I question i think
1: that if yeah if we're talking about metaverse and ar clouds and all those things i think that the best result we could have about it it's something that resembles the web the way that the web started the way that it was open and the way that it allowed for a lot of people to to create amazing products with it and which means something that's open and something that like anyone can can go and and build on top of it. I think that's kind of like the right. the most so
0: important. open and permissionless.
1: Yeah, exactly. Innovation. And I think that that's that's something that a lot of people are conscious about, and they're trying to like. There's this um, open AR clouds that it's a it's a consortium of. Um, Different companies that do like mapping and scanning and do the the technology for um for the for those users and they are pushing for something that it's open like the 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 web is open and but then you have also all the all the um, the big companies like google facebook apple that are going further and further ahead in the, in this space, so we are not sure if like this platform is gonna be open or not so i think that that's kind of like the um, the main issue that i see
0: yeah yeah it's interesting how sometimes it works like sometimes they build walled gardens and then sometimes like in podcasting for example uh no one's able to build a a walled garden monopoly so so you never know it could work out um all right irisema welcome or thank you so much for coming on today uh uh, do you have any last thoughts on this? And also, where can people uh, find out more about you? I'll link to the article, of course, and I'll, I'll link everything on the show notes page. But uh, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, so my website, it's irasima with a dot before the ma, M-A. So it's I-R-A-C-E dot M-A. And people can find me on Twitter at iratrevisan. And yeah, that's it. Hmm.
0: All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. All right. Once again, show notes pages are on localmaxradio.com 168. Let me know what you think about augmented reality on our locals page, maximum.locals.com. Will it become a reality? Yes or no? That's the first question. And then if yes, are you looking forward to it or are you terrified? <laughs> you know, it's either well, or, or both or both. I was going to say it's either one or the other. It could be both. So next week, um, I'm looking forward to having that conversation with you. Next week, I really want to have Aaron back on for the news update. There is there's quite a few things we can talk about. There was one headline I saw that was like, um, you know, was it EU or was it Britain? I think it was EU attempts to regulate Bayesian uh, inference. And I was like, oh my God, we got to talk about that. Uh, and there's... Uh, there's some other stuff in the news, so I am I'm, I'm hope we can do that, and I also have a fairly exciting announcement to share about expanding the local maximum. It's not, maybe it won't be mind-blowing, but it's, it's pretty cool, so I'm looking forward to it. I also want to point out, I was saying, you know, I don't have a Wikipedia page, but I do have an IMDB page. That was, you know, uh, the Internet Movie Database. I haven't been in a movie, but it turns out that they have been... Uh, cataloging some podcasts. So if getting an IMDP page is the only thing I get out of doing the Local Maximum, I think it was worth it. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support The Local Maximum, sign up for exclusive content and their online community at maximum.locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.